0: The Urban Lore Podcast is brought to you in part by Objets Etrangers. Objets Etrangers brings you rare, unusual, and interesting art, collectibles, and antiques. Objets Etrangers is constantly on the lookout for the rare and obscure. Want to add something a little bit different to your home or office? Look up Objets Etrangers on Facebook. There'll be a link in the show notes. back to the Urban Lore Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Castaños. In a quiet English garden in the 1920s, two young cousins photographed images that would shock a country and gain favor from a very important and influential author. It's in 1921 that cousins Elsie Wright and Francis Griffith's photograph take five photographs that allege to show that they are cavorting with fairies along a stream behind the family's property. The family had warned the two young cousins not to play near the creek for they felt it was dangerous, but time and time again they would find the girls down where they weren't supposed to be. When questioned, they simply said, well, That's where the fairies were. Incredulous, the uncle, uh, said, you know, we don't want you playing down there. But later on, the girls took his camera with them down to the creek. And lo and behold, uh, when the films were developed, or the plates, I should say, this is an early camera, there were two images of the girls with tiny little fairies. Now, the gentleman was not impressed and simply dismissed them, but his wife, on the other hand, actually was more of a person that was in tune with the paranormal and interested in it, and actually believed that she had uh, some authentic images. She went so far as to take it to a local free-thinking society, where a gentleman looked at the photos and was um, undecided about their authenticity, but then carried the photos as far as the author Arthur Conan Doyle. Of course, Arthur Conan Doyle is the author of many, well all, of the Sherlock Holmes stories. And Conan Doyle himself, really quite the spiritualist, became enamored with these photos, going so far as to having a local laboratory check them out to make sure that they weren't fakes. The laboratory very clearly stated that the negatives, that the plates that these pictures were taken from, had not been doctored in any way, shape, or form. Now let's think about that sentence a little bit, that the negatives had not been doctored with. So, the, the plate negatives had not been altered, drawn on, double exposed, anything of the sort. When the girls were questioned, they continued to say, no, this is, these are photos that they took of the fairies. Later on, the girls were asked if they could photograph the fairies again, and were given a camera that had the glass negatives secretly numbered so that way they couldn't be switched out or any other kind of trickery be conceived. Uh, For some time, the girls carried the small Kodak Brownie camera around and eventually produced three more images of fairies. Even the Kodak Camera Corporation was involved in trying to get a certificate of authenticity to state that these photos were in fact the real thing. Kodak, much like the earlier company that had examined the negative plates, uh, said pretty much the same thing that the negative plates had not been manipulated in any way, shape, or form, but they did add the caveat that, you know, we don't believe there's any such thing as fairies, and uh, that doesn't mean the photos weren't faked, but the negatives had not been manipulated. Time had passed, and people had kind of forgotten about them. Arthur Conan Doyle even wrote a Christmas story based on fairies, and got the permission of the family to use the fairy images when he attempted to pay for them, the patron of the property said that he would not accept money just in the case that these photos were in fact real and that no one should profit from this amazing discovery. I think today if someone had photos of fairies, the cash amount for those pictures probably would be the first thing in some people's mind, but not to this gentleman in the 19, probably late 20s by now. So the girls moved on, the very uh, excitement died away, both married and both lived abroad for quite some time. It's not till a newspaper in 1966 tracks down Elsie and asks her point blank, are these faked? All she would ever say is that they may have been figments of her imagination. Even in 1971, a television interview with Elsie um, cornered her and asked her the same question she had been asked many times in in her life. Are these faked? And she said, I've told you that they're photographs of figments of our imagination, and that's what I'm sticking to. So I want to be clear that I don't think the girls ever, or ladies by this point in time, uh, were carrying the charade any farther Elsie and Francis were interviewed basically one final time by Austin Mitchell in September of 1976 with both women present. They finally agreed that they had faked the photos. How had they done it? Well, they drew and cut out paper images of fairies that were very common to stories at the time, storybooks, children's storybooks, and they mounted them on thin pins And stuck them in the ground one of the things that the photo experts had said is that they showed movement that the fairies showed movement and the girl said it was not an intention of theirs but these little paper dolls blew in the wind a little bit when the photos were taken and of course cameras at the time were not great at capturing motion so even the slightest little flickering of paper made it look as though these little figures were in fact in motion Now, both of the girls admitted to taking a final fifth photo on that Kodak Brownie camera, which is kind of strange. They each independently talked about taking the other photos, but the fifth one they both claimed. And it's also interesting to note that they said at the end of their interview that that fifth photo was, in fact, the only image they ever actually captured of fairies. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the original Cottingley photos, and, you know, I'm, I guess I'm a skeptic, and I'll always be one, but I think the photos look remarkably stiff and paper-dollish, even before I knew the story, and it leads one to wonder how some of the greatest minds of the time in that area could even be questionably thinking that these were in fact fairy photos. But I've heard it put in context and I think it's worth noting that by 1921 when these photos were first published, England had just suffered through the war to end all wars, with a remarkable number of casualties, upwards to 16 million dead. I don't think it's beyond the idea that the good people of england simply wanted something good to be true they wanted something magical elsie said right outright in an interview that she never once lied about this and even when they tried to kind of suggest that the photos weren't real that the public would step up and defend them and say no absolutely it's this or come up with a scientific reason for that uh, and that she was convinced that the people simply wanted to believe they were the fairies. So what about that fifth photo? Were those the real fairies that the cousins took photos of? Have you ever seen a fairy? I'd love to hear about it if you had. Write us at UrbanLorePodcast, all one word, UrbanLorePodcast, at gmail.com. Or you can also follow us on Twitter at urbanlorepod we'd love to hear from you. Be sure and tell your friends about our podcast if they like to wander in the garden and look for fairies in the evening. We'd love to have them along. If you listen to us on iTunes, be sure and give us a five-star rating. For the Urban Lore Podcast, I'm Tom Castaños.